The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Oh, the media. To watch the ongoing media propaganda, it's like watching Pravda. Yeah, I used to be a liberal, too. We needed to speak up as a church about some of these issues that we're facing in the nation. Because heterosexuality is God's good intention and design. Parents are a little bit too complacent sometimes about, oh, how bad could it be? It's very bad. It's bigger than most people realize. And it's basically sexualizing children. That's what it is. Because you can't be truly conservative and be advocating for so-called rights on the basis of what God says is a sin. Yep, I used to be a liberal too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still, still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news, articles, and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to read my articles uh, on our website, of course, and on WorldNet Daily, that's WND.com, on BarbWire.com, on LifeSiteNews.com, and elsewhere out on the web. And be sure to check out my book, which is written especially for teens and youth, and it's now in its revised second edition, and it's called Maybe He's Not Gay, Another View on Homosexuality. And you can learn more right on our website at MissionAmerica.com. What is happening to the evangelical church and that so many uh, of these churches and pastors and leaders seem to be leaning toward or flat out embracing a the idea that people are born with a homosexual identity and that God would ever be on board with that? We expect this in the mainline denominations, but it's now well into the evangelical church. We're going to talk about this um, Uh, with my guest. But first, we will be bringing you some qualified good news about something that's happened that was kind of possibly a little bit miraculous, but I guess we'll find out. Time will tell. But joining me to talk about many of these issues is my friend and pro-family colleague, Stephen Black, Executive Director of First Stone Ministries in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma City, let me say that right, and a nationally recognized author, speaker, and Christian leader on this subject. And Stephen came out of the homosexual lifestyle after receiving Jesus as his Savior in his 20s. He and his staff at First Stone have counseled hundreds of men and women with unwanted same-sex attractions into a life in line with biblical morality and their Christian faith. And Stephen's also on the board of Restored Hope Network, the umbrella group for ex-gay Christian ministries, and that group formed after Exodus International imploded under the failed leadership of Alan Chambers. Stevens, the author of Freedom Realized, and we're going to talk about that, and you can find out more about that book at freedomrealized.org, and we're going to talk about many other things going on with First Stone Ministries. But welcome back to Mission America Radio, Stephen. It's always good to be here. Thank you so much, Linda. Well, it's great to have you 
uh, come on to talk about all the different uh, subjects that are out there now. And I guess the first one I want to throw out is a bit of qualified, as I said, good news in that this egregious and very, I call it anti-Christian and fascist uh, bill in the state of California that everyone was watching, AB 2943, was voluntarily withdrawn, even though it looked like they might have the votes to pass it, by Evan Lowe, its homosexual sponsor. Tell us your reaction to that and what you are hearing and thinking about this. Well, no doubt it is it is good news in that there are many ministries and churches and people who have authored books and uh, documentaries and people that hold conferences in California can continue to do so uh, unfettered at the time. Uh, Because what this bill was going to do, uh, though in its uh, present state, the way it was written, is any kind of financial uh, transactions. So they were doing it under consumer fraud, the idea that if you purchase something, then you make a promise for something, then you deliver on that. And so the idea now was transcending into the area of faith. Well, consumer fraud laws were never designed to even uh, address the issues of faith. So it was kind of bogus in the way that it was is uh, being addressed and has been addressed in other states. But Regardless, there are laws that are being passed, and the idea is that anyone that was offering sexual orientation change efforts, what we call SOCI, or or anyone that would do pastoral care uh, or therapy or counseling in helping people overcome same-sex attraction or a homosexual identity was considered to be doing something very harmful to people. So that that's what... Uh, this bill was going to uh, really propagate onto even the churches and pastors and and people uh, that just really want to help others in ministry uh, to stop that process. So when you said it was anti-Christian, absolutely. Uh, It was draconian. It was such a far overreach of of freedom of religion and speech. And, And I think Evan uh, Lowe had communicated that he had talked to pastors and and then also communicated that um, that the bill itself would need to be shored up to be a better representation of what he's after. And what he and others are after is to make sure that all sexual orientation change efforts stop. Yeah. And so we're not done with this. Although this is a bit of good news, we're not done with it. They're planning on bringing it back in in uh, January. Well, do you suspect that they had some internal polling that maybe some uh, legislators were going to be in trouble uh, based on their their um, vote on this that, bill? That is what has been communicated. I I personally don't don't know. I didn't actually look at that, but it has been communicated in the news that also it could have uh, possibly caused some problems with the election. election. Yeah. yeah. And, so they're, and of course, that just is pure politics. Right. Is what that is. Right. And so they'll bring it back um, and, you know, with revitalized efforts and uh, again, draconian and fascist and trying to yep. 
you know, silence the church uh, and silence the truth. And that's what we can expect. But, well, you know, speaking of the church, so let's uh, move on then quickly because I never have enough time to talk to you. Uh, you have so many different uh, things going on in your in your ministry um, and uh, you're in touch with so many things going on. What do you think about the Revoice um, conference that was held in July and uh, you have had some interactions with folks that were there or who, and, and I know that you were turned down, uh, you, you registered for it, correct? And, you, and then you were, they withdrew your, your registration. Tell us what your thought about this movement is. Well, um, I do have firsthand uh, knowledge because um, I had a friend that was there, uh, actually more than one, and um, they were able to allow me to see live what was going on. So I, I actually saw the first three uh, plenary sessions and testimonies. I did not, uh, have not yet heard all the different um, workshops there uh, that will be forthcoming, but. Uh, you know, the the goal was this idea of supporting and encouraging and actually empowering LGBT uh, into the church. And so they, they, they have a goal to legitimize what they call sexual minorities. So anyone that has a orientation which they communicate is unchangeable or rarely changes, that these are suffering people and LGBT plus, and they use the plus sign, Christians, so that they can flourish in the church while they observe, and this is their words, observing historical facts about uh, Christian doctrine and marriage and sexuality. And we know how well that's working in the Catholic Church right now. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, it's kind of ridiculous because what it is, is it really is bringing a manipulation of the church based on you know, compassion and caring people that do love people, and yet they're wanting to bring their their sexual brokenness and legitimize it as an orientation now. Right. And they're calling themselves even, you know, uh, mixed orientation marriage and, yeah. and calling themselves actual sexual minorities, victim victimized people by the church. Yeah, they're all victims. Um, yeah, and, and, and this is just ridiculous. You know from your own background, um, you know, that people can obviously change. I want to make sure if you're just joining us that you know um, who we're, what we're doing today. And we're talking with Stephen Black, who is executive dire- uh, director of First Stone Ministries in Oklahoma City. And we're talking about the, some of the changes in embracing the so-called LGBTQ, XYZ, uh, M-I-C-K, M-O-U-S-E, <laughs> lifestyles yeah. into into uh, the church. And uh, the idea of this identity that you can do this and be celibate uh, and continue, th- that really is what, what it, the, has wooed the Catholic church into um, allowing an open door in such a flourishing homosexual community within their clergy. And look at what's happened. Look at what's happened. Um, it's just and, and really sad. I, I, th- I see it is being very sad because they, they believed a lie, and we're on the verge of buying the same lie. Do, do you see right. it that way? Yeah, it, it, and what the problem, one main problem here is calling people into celibacy who do not have a call of celibacy. These are people that have sexual appetites. 
They even themselves say they're suffering in their sexual appetites. And, of course, with the LGBTQ person, this is a person who has sexual appetites that are inordinate and unnatural. So you have varying levels of what goes on in the Catholic Church and now this call of celibacy that actually is not a call to celibacy. They're abstainers. I, I applaud them that they're not wanting to act out, but we all know where this goes. Mm -hmm. This can only go on for so long in an environment that actually is communicating something that is in unnatural and inordinate and sinful. Yeah. So when they say they have attraction, they're actually dealing with a lot of lust and a lot of internal world thinking that has that really needs counseling and resolving the conflicts of their history of the different reasons of why they're same-sex attracted, which more than 55% in our survey shows that, you know, these are people that are sexually molested as children. Right. And so it's not compassionate and, and or even a good idea in the Catholic Church or otherwise to have people called to celibacy that have a lot of sexual sin and brokenness in their life that's unresolved. Right. And that's a big yeah. part of the problem. Well, if you if you are proudly, it seems to me that they're proud of this identity and even proud of, of their so-called celibacy, then you have, this is not biblical. You you really do not know the saving grace of, of the Lord, In I would guess, in many cases. I mean, they may be just fallen away at this point, but uh, that does not sound like someone who believes that God is able to change you, nor do they want to change. I mean, is that right. the, what it, you get? It, it's this thing of having a, a form of godliness, so they, they may or may not be even saved, but they're certainly not on a trajectory of sanctification. So they have a form of godliness, but they're denying the power of grace. Right, right, right. And before we go to our break, um, and we'll talk more about uh, some of this when we come back, as well as your um, your new, your survey, which I'd like to make sure people know about. Um, there is at the Crossroads Church in Cincinnati, which is a big mega church, on October 30th, another iteration of this Revoice group. And this is for youth pastors, and it's going to be called Devoted. And it says this on their registration page, quote, saddled with expectations from parents, congregation members, denominations, and the leaders who hired them, Youth and young adult pastors face a unique challenge in providing effective pastoral care to their LGBTQ plus student. Is it possible to maintain a traditional biblical view on sexuality yet remain devoted to the youth in your care who identify as LGBTQ plus? Join us for this one day seminar and it goes on from there. What's your quick reaction to that? We got about 30 seconds. Well, it's terrible. I mean, bottom line on that, you have the uh, featured people, partners, that are answering the questions at the end. Uh, Alan Chambers, who is a gay man in a mixed orientation marriage, a woman who worked for the HRC, the Human Rights Campaign, Mm. who is an active lesbian living with her wife, (laughs) and you have people that actually promote a gay identity and living active homosexual uh, lifestyles mixed in with this, and then you have Nate Collins, who is the uh, founder of Revoice, Revoice. Wow. and Gregory Coles. Uh, these same people 
are involved in this, and you look at their board members, and you realize, oh, some of these board members are on the board with Revoice and vice versa. Wow. And some of these other Christian organizations, and it's We're, running awry. Well, it definitely is. We'll talk more about this with our guest, Stephen Black, here on Mission America Radio. This is Linda Harvey. Stay with us, and we will come back and talk more about all these very troubling issues and more right after these messages. Don't go away. Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. We're talking today about the trend in the evangelical church, um, evangelical church, to start embracing identities uh, of LGBTQ, XYZ, whatever, and decide that that, uh, that is valid and that you can uh, proudly call yourself those identities and expect to live that out and be recognized as such in a church uh, and then pledge to be celibate and we're all supposed to believe you. Um, Stephen Black, who is executive director of First Stone Ministries in Oklahoma City and a great a pro-family leader, um, formerly involved in homosexuality and uh, has been uh, free of that for many, many years, is our guest today. Um, Stephen, you know, we were talking before the break about this youth pastor conference at Crossroads Church, which is down in Cincinnati. It's a big church. Um, I have relatives who were baptized there. You know, it's near University of Cincinnati. It's just it gathers a whole bunch of people in that area. And now they're going to host this youth pastor conference, which affirms the same thing. So you were talking about Alan Chambers, who uh, is one of the reasons, the probably main reason that Exodus International imploded and was no longer faithful to its mission. Uh, he's one of the speakers at this devoted uh, conference and proudly identifies, again, as uh, a man with who still has homosexual desires, but he's married. But here's the quote, uh, introducing him on his bio um, on this uh, at, for this conference. Quote, Alan Chambers is perhaps best known as the final president of Exodus International, the largest ex-gay ministry in the world, which he closed in 2013 with an apology for the harm he believes conservative Christianity has done to the LGBTQ plus community, unquote. I can only imagine your reaction to that. Yeah, I mean, you know, what's really sad is uh, no doubt, I, you know, I describe him as a failed former president of Exodus. Yes, he was the final, but the reality is, is before even Exodus closed, half of what was, were the more mature ministries had already left and started forming the Restored Hope Network. And yes, there were no doubt, as you have in churches at large, you're going to have some people that do things that are, you know, not right or could learn to do uh, somewhat better. But overall, the ex-gay ministry world, actually, when you really look at it, has done a tremendous work of giving the gospel and helping people. So what Alan says, of course, Alan in the last few years of his his tenure there, quite frankly, was listening to more LGBTQ voices than he was even the membership directory directors. And that, that, I mean, and I was the chairman of the ministry council, so I saw things up close, and Alan was very dismissive of people that were wholeheartedly conservative and devoted to Jesus. 
because he had bought into antinomianism. His pastor and the chair of uh, the Exodus uh, board of directors at that time was Clark Whitten, who wrote a book called Pure Grace, and in it it's, it's pure heresy. Mm-hmm. And it literally says you don't need to confess your sins anymore, that First John is not written to Christians, and, uh, and this was what Alan was under. So yeah. he comes out on the other side of this with orientation being fixed, and so he says 99% uh, of people don't ever change, and that grace covers everything. And so he's come up with this, this time of type of faith and belief system that he's propagating, which is really Jude, one, Jude, Jude verse 4, which is turning the grace of God into lasciviousness. Right. And they even joke about that verse, and uh, they're denying Jesus. And it's a, it's a very sad situation when you have this continuing to be offered as something legitimate in a church like this in your, in your backyard. So it's heartbreaking, honestly. It is heartbreaking. And so I hope, folks, if you're down in the Cincinnati area, you will consider uh, contacting Grace, uh, Grace, or not Grace Church, um, Crossroads Church, and just uh, give them your opinion about this. I want to move on in the time we have. We have about three minutes here to talk about your the First Stone Ministries Effectiveness Survey. You're just reporting on a survey of your past clients and the effectiveness of um, your ministry to bring people away from homosexuality. And it's your results are fabulous. I mean, give us just a little quick overview of this. Yeah, and what's amazing is the new APA uh, report that just uh, went out um, that actually is the effects of therapy on religious men who have unwanted same-sex attraction from Santero, Whitehead, and Balthus. Balteros, I think is how you say her last name. But the reality is is that more than 70% in that report and also in the effectiveness survey showed that, that those who really sought freedom for at least one year and pastoral care found lasting freedom from homosexuality and any kind of labels. They're not wearing Christian or, you know, and gay together. They're, they're actually walking in freedom. And so I thought that that was ironic that that we polled, you know, uh, we, we had 1,200 client folders intact, and we were able to make contact with 500 people, and it's like pulling teeth to get people to do, you know, Surveys. a good survey. Mm-hmm. So we actually closed with 185, and the results were absolutely amazing with with lots of the questions asking for additional comments. We had over 700 positive comments of testimonial change in this survey. Wow. And so it's pretty outrageously good and that the gospel really does change people's lives. So tell us where people can, is that on the freedomrealized.org website? Yes. Okay, and that's where your book is. You can get the book and the survey, Mm -hmm. and uh, should be, uh, you can get both of them for Mm $29.99, and uh, each of them, uh, you know, on Amazon are $17.99, and uh, you can also get PDFs and uh, e-books of, of them for, uh, I forget, uh, between 7 and, and $10, Right, and, and, that, and those would be very powerful because you've been away from the lifestyle for how long? Uh, going into my 36th year and, following and you, Jesus fully. And you've got a family, grandchildren. I see your yep. pictures all the time. And um, you're just a great example, uh, as there are many, many, and many of them are your clients, 
uh, of right. change is possible. Just give your heart to Jesus and believe that you were never made this way and go from there and he will show you that grace and and wonderful, wonderful situation. Thank you so much, uh, Stephen, for all you do. You, do you want to give out another website before we wrap up? Yeah, for, firststone.org is the ministry, mm-hmm. and then freedomrealize.org, and then there's a network of ministries, restoredhopenetwork.org. Yes, wonderful. Thank you so much. I ask my listeners to pray for you and your ministry you. and get in touch with you if they have any questions and want to uh, order these resources. So God bless you, Stephen. Thank you so much. God bless you. Well, thank you for all you do, and and, uh, I I thank you, listeners, for listening to this, and just keep all these issues in in the top of your mind and learn as much as you can. Just remember, we have God in our in our corner. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is. So just remember, with God, all things, all things are still possible. Have a great day.